sleepless nights. But when I, I look around and I think things over, I've had some good days. Yes, Lord. And I, I, I won't complain. Come on, y'all. Miracle, what's going on with y'all, man? Y'all doing all right? Y'all come on here all ready to work, rock and roll? Come on, man. We bout it, bout it. I'm ready, all right. ready. Y'all right, little no limit soldiers. <laughs> Can you hear me? Am I loud and clear? You are loud and clear. I wonder how. how oh, okay. Am, am I loud and clear? You are loud and clear. I was okay. just trying to make sure I was. Okay. You so know? how y'all doing, man? Welcome to the Faith, Fun, and Motivation Podcast, where we desire to bring hope through faith, while healing through fun and living, laughing, and loving daily, and inspiration through holistically motivating our listeners to love themselves and others to the glory of God. Thanks for tuning in. Y'all, man, how y'all Mother's Day go, man? You know, Mother's Day with this past Sunday a few days ago. How y'all Mother's Day go, man? What y'all do for y'all mama, man? I sent my mom a card and some money because, of course, I can't be in St. Louis while I'm here. Uh, my wife just wanted a clean garage and she wanted to go out to Cracker Barrel. She didn't want me to cook. She just wanted me to take her out to Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, really? I know, I know. I feel like an old person, but you know. I, hey, I, hold on, Pippi. Cracker Barrel, I don't know how your Cracker Barrel is. One down here jumping, cuz. It stay packed every doggone morning. Really? Cracker Barrel is what? That's the place to be? What? Cracker huh? Well, you got a stove up front tonight? No. No. And Ruby will be off the chain, the, too, the, man. The store actually does have some things that, you know, I'll be like, what? Oh, I mean, yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, don't go, don't, don't sleep on Cracker Bear. I'm not sleeping on it. I mean, I just, how, how, I mean, Erica, did you ask to go to Cracker Barrel for Mother's Day? Mm -mm. Right. Did no, you, we hey, Calvin, did your mom ask Virginia you to take her Beach. to? Yeah, yeah. Did your mom did ask mama, you to take her to, to, take her to Cracker went, Barrel? We went to Cracker Barrel today. Okay. Did you really? Yeah, we went to Cracker Barrel today. Cracker Barrel okay. right up the street from my house. Okay. Okay. I, I Cracker Barrel is jumping. Little Cracker Barrel. Well, my Mother's Day was... Um, It was good. I was, you know, minus two kids, but hey, being somewhere different, somewhere new on a beautiful sandy beach with blue waters, it doesn't make up for two kids not being with you on Mother's Day, but it it sure, you know, was a good time. That's what's so elegant. Between my toes and everything. I hate Mother's Day from with me and my mama, man, it was good. We went to church that morning, you know, and then I let her go shopping, gave her my credit card, so you know what, go get what you want. Oh, well, there and you so, go. 
I just tell her, hey, this is the one time of the year. Well, it really happened twice a year. I do it for Christmas too. So she just go and do her thing. I don't ask Not no for questions. her birthday? You don't do it three times a year for her birthday? She don't get that on her birthday? To be honest with you, we have Mother's Day once a month. So when it comes around Aww. to the actual Mother's Day, this is nothing special. I can really not even see or speak to my mom. And it's not like, oh, you don't talk to your mom on Mother's Day? Because we spend so much time together anyway. Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing that I can do that's going to be special on Mother's Day that I'm not already doing 365 days right. of the year. So, awesome. you know, I mean, if my birthday, her birthday is like in January, so it's right after Christmas. So, I mean, she knows she can ask for it, and all right, cool. So she went shopping, and then later on that night, we went and had dinner, me and the fam, and went to Cracker Bear a couple of days later. Yeah, I got a taste for Cracker Barrel tomorrow. Club Cracker Barrel, man. Okay, just curious, before we kick this off, what do you eat? What is your favorite thing to eat at Cracker Barrel? My favorite thing to eat at Cracker Barrel? Yeah. I really don't even have a favorite. That's the one place, I'm going to be honest with you. If I go to like a restaurant, I'm pretty much going to the same restaurants and I'm ordering the same thing. So, like, if I go to my Mexican restaurant around here, I'm going to get the large steak burrito. Um, if I go to the Chinese place, I'm getting the same thing. If I go to McDonald's, I know I'm getting a double quarter pounder. I know I'm getting a baconator when I go to Wendy's. When I go to Cracker Barrel, for some reason, when I go there, it's, okay, switch it up on me, surprise me. I let my waiter order for me. I'm just like, you know what, surprise me, just bring me something. And I've never been disappointed. That's the only place that I'll switch it up in. Okay. I know they got Cracker Barrels in Kansas City. So the last time that you've been to a Cracker Barrel, Erica, do you remember what you had that you liked? Um, I always just get the scrambled eggs, the hash browns, and the at least two meats, the ham and the bacon, or double okay. bacon. I keep it real gentle. I don't like they pancakes. And then I tried a French toast one time. And um, I like they syrup. They syrup Maybe runs syrup. like water to me. It runs like water. It does. And I, I just, you know, and they got their own little special bottle of it and everything. And it just, yeah. And so I just, just give me scrambled eggs, hash browns, bacon, so English but- muffin or toast. So since you grew up in the Midwest, are, are you telling the audience that you are a Miss Butterworth girl? I am a Miss Butterworth girl because, you know, I don't like butter. I don't like butter. Butter and me are my friends. So if I can see it, I won't eat it. So I like having the butter in the syrup. And, the, and it's just all and you just pour it on, you know, because when you get when you go to IHOP and you know they give you that plate of pancakes and it's got that that gump of butter uh-huh. in the middle that it leaves an imprint, I scoop that right on out <laughs> and just pour the syrup. It's okay. all done. It's all done. I grew up on Miss Butterworth. 
You will never see me take a piece of bread and some butter and, sp and spread it over some bread. Never. Not even on never. toast? Nope. If you give me toast and it's had butter on it, you better put it back in the toaster and toast the butter off because I ain't eating it. Bread. No butter on no biscuit. No butter on no biscuit. It better be already melted in. Wow. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, <clears throat> here we are, season two, episode two. How's everybody doing? We got Erica in the house, except now she's not in her house. She's off location in North Carolina on the same side of the world that I'm on. And then we got Calvin still holding it down in Alabama. Roll tide, roll tide. And down here, baby. And I, I'm, I'm down here in South Carolina, just in the little sister of the Carolinas. Um, welcoming you guys to another Faith, Fun, and Motivation podcast. Today, we are talking about teams how to build a winning one and what does it take to build a winning one? So I, I want to kick us off with like a little allegory that's going to set us up for some good dialogue. If you were building a team, what would you say if an individual had a team that had an accountant on it, a doctor on it, two street fighters on it. So imagine you having two street fighters like a Mike Tyson and a, or a Kimbo, rest his soul, a Kimbo Slice. So they were boxers. What would you say if you had a crook on the team? This person, so this person has a, a, an accountant, a doctor, two street fighters and a crook on his team. And then he had some former Navy men on his team and a couple of women. What, what would you say that this person has what it takes to have a winning team? Or would you have some, some serious issues regarding his team selection? Serious issue. <laughs> that sounds like the house of a pimp, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That sounds like a pimp house, man. No, not I know a pimp some pimps house right now. Down, I know some pimps right down the street that got that same setup. <laughs> I know some crack houses right down the street that sound just like that. Okay. Me, man. Erica, what you think about that? You, is that the type of team you want to roll with? The, what did the women do? What, what, would, what, would, what did the women do? What did the, the women do? You, I mean, you went through they, it. And said, well, you know, what other men. Okay, do okay, all right. What, but you, you didn't say men. You said an accountant, and that very well could be a woman. Okay. And you, right. you, you said, you know, so I, I don't know, but then you specified in a couple of women. So that's what made me ask, what do the women do? Okay, so you know? one, okay, so let's just say one of the women was a former prostitute. So this is what's on your squad. Do you feel good about this team? <laughs> what's giving you cause for pause, Erica? Because Calvin straight up said, no, this sounds like a, a drug, a crack, a crack house team. Okay, so Erica, what's giving you cause for pause? 
I'd be on the fence too. I, I'd be, <laughs> what if he an accountant need? <laughs> what kind of, what does he do? Let's so, put the money three ways. <laughs> right. Okay. No, so I wouldn't be. No, you know, no. Okay. I'm going to need a little bit more information before. <laughs> before you sign up for this team. Right. Okay. All right. So we grew up, I don't, I don't know if Calvin remembers this, but I know me and you, Erica, we grew up with the Bad News Bears. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so the Bad, the Bad News Bears was a ragtag group of bad kids. Pretty much. That played on a, a, on a baseball team that they were a bad team. Not bad as in good, bad as in horrible. They lost a lot. And so, you know, there's this TikTok guys or this meme where they say, is this your man? And, and, and then it says, is, is this who you, is, is this your man right here? And, and you look at the vest like, uh-huh, that's him. And it's like, is that, so this is what you're going to go with? And, and the person on the, is like, yeah, this is what I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to stick with him. Well, guess what? That team was the team that Jesus assembled. Okay. All the people I just named, and I actually left off a name or two, but all of those were members of Jesus's dream team, the 12 disciples. You have Matthew as the tax collector. You have uh, Peter and John as the street fighters. You mm -hmm. have Luke as the physician. You had, um, uh, you, you had Judas as the crook in the group. Mm, yeah. You had Mary Magdalene, former prostitute, woman of the night, also on his team. You had some former Navy men, which Peter was a part of because he was a fisherman. Mm -hmm. You know, when they talk about having, having the mouth of a sailor, Peter was a hothead and his mouth got him in trouble. But this is the team that Jesus assembled. And, and I think we need to take note of how he chose his team. Because whether it's, a, it, it's it, like Calvin said, it's a, a crack house team or a bunch of rejects or Erica having cause for pause regarding who these individuals are, I think it says a lot that he would welcome because none of them just showed up on draft right. day no, he intentionally went out in, in Luke chapter six, as well as in Matthew chapter five, it spells out that he went out and he selected these individuals to be a part of his team. And I think it says a lot to us that if we're gonna do life successfully, we need a team. I mean, Calvin didn't have a podcast on his own before mm -hmm. this. Erica didn't have a podcast on her own before this, and neither did I. And, and we have become a pretty awesome team. Hey, can you, I, I completely agree, but don't throw me out first like that, because I was getting ready to cuss like these mother, okay, now I'm sorry. <laughs> I was finna get offended. Like I can't do this by myself, so I'm like, I'm sorry, Pastor. I was finna get offended, mate. You had gotten offended. But you know what? We can't. 
was just said we had not started. It had been right. on the forefront of my mind that I wanted a larger platform to speak to. And I'm sure your, your audience that you speak to on TikTok, one shot of one million followers probably honestly believe you're already on the podcast of famous. I mean, I'm gonna go pull it up and look because you might have hit that one one. Well, we one. still this season this season two, cool. We still talking about that night. Yeah. <laughs> and since you brought it up, if you ain't following your boy, go ahead and follow your boy. <laughs> I don't even gonna say that. I, I have left that go. But since y'all brought it up, if you ain't following your boy, follow me on ladies underscore love underscore cap. I'm gonna help your boy out. Appreciate uh, it. I'm pretty sure they're following you if since the since we started this podcast and now you're close to a million. Come 100, on. It's not a million yet, it's a hundred thousand. Both of y'all, are y'all clicking when y'all go into faith, fun, and motivation on Facebook? Are y'all looking at the button that says friends and it tells you how many like and how many followers? Are y'all clicking on the saying invite friends? Because I can't believe all almost a thousand followers and likes we got are just for me. When I, I mean, I'm trying here. I'm trying. I'm trying to build us a, you know, following. Do that. But no, and, and I, I totally understand what Pastor Ray was saying by that. We we found each other, but we've become a great team. Amen. Amen. Pastor and I have already said that, you know, if we go back a bit, we've indicated that there's no faith fun and motivation without fun. That's right. I mean, nobody's, no, I mean, there, there is no Eddie Canes in this, in this here group, nor is there any uh, Ruffins in this group as well. Wait a minute, man. You ain't finna bring Eddie Canes in this course. <laughs> Eddie Canes. <laughs> All right, I'm there. So let me ask y'all this. Okay. Let me ask y'all this. What do y'all think it takes in the qualities of that someone would have to have to be a good team member or to build a great team? What do you what are the qualities do you think it takes? I think you have to be a good friend. And I mean, and a good friend is they don't come with a judgment hat on. They really don't. It, it, it's, it's a no judgment zone. Um, I tend to think like-minded, like but I have a circle. I, I have a circle, five. There are five that I always go to. <laughs> there are five that know more about me than anybody else. There's one that knows where all the bones are buried. <laughs> and I mean, I, and I think for that, it takes somebody that's gonna listen, somebody that's gonna hear and, and 
and be willing to understand each other without judgment. You know what? Um, I like, I love the answer, Erica. Uh, as I was thinking about Calvin's question and your answer, I thought about, because I want to just give one statement. I think the one thing that I need from every team member is a desire to want to be a part of the team. Because all the other issues, even when I think about the, the, the rejects that Christ added and made a part of his team, they all had a desire to be there. Now, whether, whether each of their desires were right, the, they had a desire to be there. And so that, 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 that's, a, that's a number one first. Why? Because if you don't want to be there, then you're going to waste all of my time and energy in you and right. you don't you have a desire to have permanence so i need people that want to be there you you too you guys want to be here i rem i'll never forget the conversation when the suggestion was made about us having this podcast i remember my, my response please don't play with me because I, i'm I, I i will go full bore you know rah-rah team whatever our name was going to be if we're going to do this, I need to know that you're committed to it because I'm not going to have to do anything. Uh, I right. think I concur with that sentiment. I think I was right there with saying, I think I said, I'm all in. <laughs> Just right. give me time and place. I guess for me, um, to answer that question, answer my own question, um, I think everybody's team, you can't judge your team based off somebody else's. Um, I, I learned that uh, right off the top. Just because what is successful for the next man may not be successful for anybody else. And so you, it, it has to have a, what I feel like is a good combination of a good leadership, communication, and good resources in any type of thing that you do. That's just me. Okay. So I got a question for you. So when we think about um, key people that you want on a team, so when you think about when you're building a team, so say for instance, the Kansas City Chiefs, they have a Patrick Mahomes. He is the star of the show, all right? Um, nobody is coming to see Andy Reid play. They are coming to see Patrick Mahomes. And, and if, you, if you're Calvin and you are supporting uh, the Alabama road tie, the Crimson Tide, then you know um, the engine to the Alabama program is Nick Saban. So when building an organization, we all come from the public school system where there was this thing called the schoolyard pick, where you know, you're about to build your team, so you get to pick. Who is the person that you must have? What's the qualities of the must have on the next person that you are picking to establish your team. So Calvin, I want you to go. Then Eric, I want you to answer who you picking. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to get that flunky. That, that person who ain't scared to do anything. And the reason why I say that is because we don't give credit to that flunky. Like, oh, you a flunky. You got to do everything. You got to do that stuff that nobody wants to do. I'll never forget it. Um, when I went to school uh, for mortuary science, and I remember one of my professors was saying that 
you know, he had said something. I was like, I feel like all of us people who parents own a funeral home, we're flunkies. And he was like, that's exactly what you are. And I, I took offense to it. Now, I think it's one of the best compliments. The reason why I say that is me being a flunkie, I learned how to do everything. I knew how to cut the grass. I knew how to wash the car. I, I, I knew I was that go-to person to my dad. And I had access to everything. Forget me being his son. I knew how to learn and do everything. Why you think Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks out here? He learned the, how to do everything. You, you look at the Michael Jordans, the LeBron James, the D. Wade, the Kobe Bryant, all of these great people, all these great athletes who worked their butts off and learned how to do all of this stuff. And now we read about it. Now we wearing their shoes, we're wearing their gear. It's that flunky that you thought wasn't gonna be nothing and ended up learning everything. Some of the best bosses that I've ever worked for started off as flunkies. Bottom of the doggone barrel, they learned how to do everything. And when I came into that position, they respected me for it because they was there. They was there mopping the floors once before. It was the ones washing the cars. It was the ones on fries and flipping burgers. It was the ones who were cleaning up the bath. They was there. And now they make great leaders because they respect not only the quarterback, they respect the water boy. They respect the equipment manager. And you need everybody doing their full potential. To Yeah, we read about Nick Saban. We read about the one person. But Nick Saban ain't out there just doing it by himself. He he got a whole line full of coaches that are actually helping him coach. It's not just Nick Saban. It's not just the quarterback. You got 10 other guys that's up here with you blocking it out. What if one of these guys don't block? Now you got a sack. Now you ain't winning games. For me, it's that flunky, man. Somebody who's willing to learn. So – Calvin, in, in short, it sounds like you're saying you want the people that started from the bottom, now you're here. Now, now we're here. And now you, I try to do my people to say, well, in my, in my funeral home, I always tell people, nothing is above you. I tell the women, when you come, hey, I'm all for equal rights. You better put a shovel in your hand. You better put ain't nothing above you. Now, I, of course, I ain't finna have you lifting caskets with a 400-pound man in there. But nothing's above you. So that way, the dude who come in here and is cleaning up, mopping floors, cleaning up the bathroom, we need him. Because if my funeral home ain't clean, ain't nobody coming back. The dude who's washing the car, they let him talk about it. Let, let something be out of place. And now, all of a sudden, you're going to realize how important that person really is that you don't want to do it. It's got to be done. Mm-hmm. That totally got to be clean, whether he doing it or you doing it. All right, Erica, what you thinking? I'm, I'm thinking that I want I want that that visionary on my team, that one that dreams bigger than me. Mm. Um, I'm and, and that's and if you know me, that's pretty hard to do. I'm I'm a very visual person and you can tell me you want something done and I have to have a visual I have to see it and I can see things without physically seeing it and I 
dream it to life. I, I create things that you dream of and I bring them to life. And in, in decorations and in, in, in whatever it is, I create and bring to life. I want that person on my team. Somebody that has dreamed a vision bigger than faith, fun, and motivation for us and saw us on the radio, saw us in a time zone every day on the radio, our name on billboards, the trio to be with. I want, I want that person that has, that has prayed about it, that has, God has shown them the vision, they have dreamed it, and that they have the determination to help bring it to life. That's who I want them to be. Wow. What about you, Pastor Ray? You ain't gonna just sit here and ask all these questions and have us. Right, What's up? Right, man? right, right. You know what? So here's what I've learned, um, especially in my tenure here at the church that I'm at. I need somebody that is, I'm, I'm a big picture guy. So I am the visionary. Um, but I need somebody, my, my, my number two needs to be detail oriented. If, if I can give you the vision, then I need, the, the next person needs to be the person that can break that down into the steps that it's going to take to get there. That's the person that's crossing the T's and dotting the I's to make sure that my vision has legs and feet to actually move. So that's that's who I need. And then I need a couple of I need some cheerleaders, I need some workhorses. Right. Because we just can't sit up in the boardroom dreaming about things and then you know somebody's drawing up on the board, how are we gonna get there? I need some people that actually just go not not gonna drive. Go and do it. Right. So hold on, real quick, real quick. I, I can see that Eric got a question that's bubbling, but I wanna I wanna ask this real quick. Simple, simple question. What is what does the perfect team look like to you? Is is your team large? Is it small? Like what in your team? What 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 are the needs? Like you got to have this, 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 and this in order for this car to run. You got to have, you know, just like a regular car. You got to have the engine, the tires, the windshield, the gas, in order for and everybody got it and everything got to be in its place. So, what is the your go to need? in your team. All right. Uh, and I'm, I'm taking this from a book that I read, Real Talk. It's called The Eleven. That's the author name, Leonard Sweet. And it's called The Eleven Most Indispensable Relationships That You Can't Be Without. And I'm gonna tell you who I need on this team based on what I've learned from reading this book. I've had this book for over 12, 13 years. The first person he says you need on a team is an editor. The editor's responsibility is to make sure the message that you are trying to get out is clearly communicated. And so that means you, you, you are hiring an editor to examine the message you're trying to get out to make sure to remove all ambiguous language and stuff that would make it hard for people to understand you. It's like when, when Erica wrote a book, she knows this. When Erica wrote a book, she wanted an editor. The editor's job is not to change the message, it's to make sure that the message is clear 
so other people can understand what it is you're trying to communicate. So I need an editor. I need a true friend. All right. I need a true friend. I need somebody that's going to be there with me when the chips are down and when the rest of the team is thinking that this ain't going to work. I need somebody that's going to encourage me. I need a butt kicker. The third person, I need a butt kicker. Who's a butt kicker? Think about a trainer that you go to that is going to make you dig deep. When you think you can't do another rep, when you can't walk another step, this person is in your butt telling you, you got one more in you. I need a protege, a protege, somebody that I'm training because guess what? I'm not immortal. I'm going to die someday. So I need somebody to be able to pass this on to. So I need somebody next to me. I need a Yoda. I, that's, you heard me, a Yoda. I need somebody that is full of wisdom. That's going to constantly be on me, giving me wisdom that has foresight into the future to help me see what I can't see. I need, I need somebody that's going to have my back. Okay. A, a ride or die. That's what we call a ride or die. I need some, I need, I need me a ride or die. Calvin, this one's for you. I need a reject. I need somebody that's hungry and they want to be there because the rest of the world has discounted them. And I am the person that has welcomed them in because this person is never going to leave me because when they think about the chance that I gave them, they, they, they're like, nobody else would give me a chance and Pastor Ray would. And I, I, I trust him with my life. I need a Lydia. Now listen to this. I need a Lydia, a Lazarus, and some rich and some poor people. A Lydia is somebody that funds me. Lydia is tied to financial resources. So Lydia is going to be the person that's going to make sure that we have the financial support that we need to do what we need to do. A Lazarus, a Lazarus is another true friend. He is somebody that I can go to and just bear my soul to. I can cry with, I can cry with him. And he, he, he can lift me up. And I need some rich and poor people. Rich, the, the rich people, it's easy to know why you need them because there's more financial backing. I need poor people too because poor people stay hungry. The last thing I need is a place. Every person needs a place. And here's what I need. Here's what I mean by that, that I need a place. I need a place that is called home a place that I can operate from that is my base of operations. So that when times get hard, I can go back to that place. That's a place of safety. That's a place I can lay my head down and I can be safe there. So those are just a few of the things that is talked about in this book, but yeah, that's what I need. What about you, Erica and Calvin? You're not gonna get away. That's an excellent question. As you were saying that, Pastor, I was sitting here, I was writing them down, and I was just like, yeah, I got I got an editor. I got a true friend. I was like, oh, I got a butt kicker. <laughs> I was like, oh, what I don't have is a protege. I have no one to pass down my skill set, my gift, my talent, and I don't, I don't know that there is anyone out there that I could train to put together um, 
bouquet of flowers. Uh, the funny thing about a protege, Erica, you don't have to look for them. They'll find me. They're looking for you. Okay. Because they see they they see what you have, and they want it. And 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 perfect examples of that is Elijah and Elisha in the Bible. Elijah was a prophet. Elisha was young and saw him, and he wanted in. He he wanted to have the influence and the power and prestige that Elijah had. Also in the in the New Testament, you got Paul and Timothy. Paul, the writer of two-thirds of the New Testament, Timothy saw him and Paul saw him and they had a relationship where Paul was just investing into him. So your, your, your Timothy or your protege, they'll find you. Okay, okay. No, all that sounds good. All that sounds good. Ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. So here it is. Here, here, here go Uncle Cal. I'm keeping in the streets. I need some killers because I got a big mouth. I need somebody who ain't going to be scared to go to jail and throw some bows. You feel me? Some killers. Okay. I need somebody who ain't going to ask no questions. That's going to keep your business yeah. going. Tell right. some killers. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean, but you, 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 you nailed it on the head. I mean, for me to, I mean, to really have all of that, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. But yeah, for me, I I keep a couple of people that's questionable to the street that you would never expect me to hang out with. And I mean, like I said, we ain't got to be, yeah, we friends. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. But they, 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 they in the streets, man, they, what? One word coming up missed. Why? Why was you? Why was you late, bro? Why? Why, why was you late? Wait, what was you at last night? Boss, don't ask no questions. Don't ask no. All right, cool. I got it. Uh, you don't need to be a witness to a, a thing, boss. Just I, right, I got it. That's just that's me. But like I said, everybody, everybody's team is different. Mm-hmm. You know, what may work for one person ain't working for somebody else. So I ain't saying go out there, y'all, and find you a bunch of killers and invite them over for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not saying that. That's the, look, Pastor, this is what's working for me. Right, right. This is what's working for me. I mean, I feel that. So let me ask you this then. Throwing it back at you. Why do you feel like a team is so important? Oh, that's a good one. The reason why a team is important, Calvin, is because we weren't created to do life alone. Um, whether, whether, whether you believe in God or not, you, you know that um, creation didn't stop with just Adam. You know, um, if, if, if you do believe in the biblical narrative, then you know that God had a plan always to have a people, which is why he told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. His plan was that they would create more people. And so together they would not only enjoy all of what God has provided, 
but they would also together in concert, in community, work together for the greater good of that community. And so life, to do life alone is hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. And, and, and people that attempt to do life alone, many of them don't live very long because it's just not the way we were built. That's true. That's true. I ain't even saying a lot to you. I mean, it's good for business for me, but hey, I'm trying to live long and live strong. I'm just saying, man. That's what pays to be. Yeah, yeah. And even in your business, you have a team. And, and you need the people on that on your team in your business because Calvin, while Calvin could probably do everything, it's not good for Calvin's longevity to do Ooh. everything. So, so I, I like I like to tell for what to do. So I don't even say a lot to you. I need a team. I like telling for what to do. I can't tell myself what to do. Well, I can, but it it's ain't called crazy. Safety. Right. It's called crazy. Right. Say so what, man? Speak up so we can hear. I heard you. I just want to make sure the, the people heard you. Who's <laughs> speaking up? <laughs> you, Erica. I Anyway, jeez, I don't even know how to come ask, back to that. Ask Erica the question you asked me, Calvin. I don't even remember the question. Do you think it's important that we have a team yeah. and why? Yes, it's very important that you have a team. I think when you have the right people supporting you, around you, you have the means to be successful because as long as there are people you trust supporting you, people who believe in you, you have the drive to want to succeed. You just talking, Erica, reminded me of something Calvin has said on several podcasts. Calvin, do you remember what you said your prayer to God is about people in your life? That they, that they would be critical to my success. That God will put people in my life that is critical to my success. And what, Friday and morning. And, and what do you call that group of people that are critical for your success? A bunch of assholes sometimes. <laughs> your team. Your, oh, yes. Your, your team. Your team. Oh, Sorry, can we leave that out? Can we go back and bleep that out? Oh my gosh, you're killing me! Oh. I am. You got some good insurance. I can't bear nobody in South Carolina, so don't worry about it. Man, don't worry there, about it. There is another explicit label that's going to go on the podcast. There we go. You might whether it's going to have one made and going to put them on every podcast. Like the only one we ain't did one on was the first. One. That was it. Oh, the past twelve, we did, been. Okay. The best team experience I had. The best team experience I had. Um, I would say it's been the Stella Project because we we have a phenomenal coach. And here's the thing about it is, 
Although we haven't come together as a group for the, the Stella Society in a, in a minute, what our coach started propelled each and every one of us into our own passion that we're that we're that we're achieving. Me, motivational seller, far exceeded anything that I thought it was gonna be, nice. and and she did that. Um, my classmate um, Veronica is is fifth Stella and she's got her own fitness group she's doing daily workouts and she's certified trainer um stretch Stella Monique she's she's on Facebook and she's going live and I think she's a certified trainer as well so you know each of us and even coach herself started the Stella Society home workouts and just workout programs in general, then COVID hit, but she's taken off in her own businesses, um, opened up a, a nail school um, in a nail salon, black owned in Dallas, you know, and, and that's taken off and to the point where she's hiring people under her because it's such, it's, far exceed anything that she ever thought it would exceed. So I, I want to say that's the best team experience that I've had because we motivated each other to do something bigger, something greater on a larger scale and it's work. Okay. Uh, Calvin, what about you? Best team experience that you've ever had? Building my team to what it is now. Which team? I, mean, I don't. My funeral home team. Just my okay. team in general. My my funeral home team is my team. You're not a part of my funeral home if you're not a part of me. That's point blank. I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like this is Cal. I, I'm gonna keep saying this throughout the duration of this podcast, which is everybody's team is different. So when you come into my life, I don't. For me, I don't have time to separate business and person because the two run so in a course with each other. So I need to be okay. Wait a minute. What if I the devil attacks me and trying to play with my mind right now? I don't have time to be like, hey, y'all hold on. Y'all take this. Let me run over here and call this person or go over here real quick now. Nah. We all are a team within together now. Y'all can have a team that's separate out of here, but we come together, didn't and they really don't. That's what I love about it. We all have become that team for each other. Because I need okay, if I have a sister pass, I need to, I'm not 100 percent So I need my team to carry me through. We in that business. And when we have those type of moments where it is hitting us at that great of an impact, we need to be running full circle. Mm. I need you okay, not only here, but at, at home. And so having to build that circle, I can't just narrow it down to one. That's just me. 
But it's it's like, okay, wait a minute. Just they prove that to I guess if I did, it would be my sister's barrel. When okay, hey, we are because that hit me at home and it hit me at the funeral home. Yeah. I couldn't leave and be like, oh my God, somebody in my personal life has passed away. Let me go to work and get my mind off of it. No, when I went to work, she was there. When I come home, I'm looking at her boy. Like, no, I need this circle 24 7. So, I mean, to really just have that one great experience or one experience that just stands out, it would really have to be building that team. Like, I can call them at any given time and be like, hey, I need this. Or they know they can call me and be, hey, type of deal. Okay. I know for me, Calvin, I, I identify with a lot of what you said because I can't, I can't bring it down to just one team. Um, I have, I mean, in my fitness journey, um, I've made it my business to, to develop communities, whether I'm at my boxing gym or I'm at Planet Fitness, where I have people that we meet at the same time to go work out together and that we encourage one another. And so I look at, I mean, from the trainer to the other class participants, um, I, I consider those a really good team. Um, the last two churches that I've worked at, um, the staff has been incredible. And right now my current staff here in South Carolina, when I, when I talk about the Avengers, that's who these people are. I mean, there's, there's one person literally on my staff that is from South Carolina. All the rest of them came from all over the country. Wow. And so, I mean, and that's the type of church we have because we, I mean, 50% of our congregation is not even from South Carolina. I mean, there are people that are, have moved from all over the place. And so as a staff, we really do have diversity, not just in ethnicity, but also in cult cultures. I mean, I got somebody that's from Pennsylvania. That's a whole different culture. I got somebody that's from California, someone from Seattle, Washington, another person that was from Alabama and another person from New Mexico. I mean, we, we have people that have lived different experiences. So that it, here's something that's really cool. We had some people come visit um, and they were family members of one of our elders. His mom moved to the town that our worship leader was originally from in Nevada, I mean, in New Mexico. I mean, this small town, it wasn't a major city. It was a small town in New Mexico that she now lives in and just those connection points. So I have a, a, a lot of different teams that I can look at that are actually really good and really healthy teams. I mean, God has been good to place the right people, not perfect people, but perfect for the purpose that he has me here for around me. And for that, I'm grateful. And, and I'm looking at you guys. I, I'm serious. I would not have done a podcast on my own. I mean, since we have done this podcast, now we now I do one with my church. But prior to that, I haven't been in no podcast. Yeah, I do a Facebook Live here and there, and 
I've done a TikTok, you know, live here and there, but a, a podcast, something that's on multiple platforms. It's real. Come on, man. <laughs> it's real. That's what's up. So, you know what? As we get ready to get out of here, I know Pastor Raven's got finished off. As we say our goodbyes, let's come from a place of faith, fun, and motivation. What would your closing words be to our audience? On a faith level and a motivation level. I'm sorry, Pastor, go ahead. No, it's good. Calvin, you talked about flunkies after I talked about in the very beginning about the team that Jesus built. Here's my faith aspect. For those of you that are students of the word or just want to read something really cool, read 1 Samuel chapter 22. Here's why I'm telling you to read 1 Samuel chapter 22. David, King David, the David that slew the giant, you know, that everybody knows about, the same David that murdered people and, and all that, the David that is after God's own heart. When David was building his team, David built his warrior team with all rejects. And you see that in 1 Samuel 22. He constructed a team of individuals that nobody would have ever signed up to put on battle gear and that you would put swords and shields in their hands and say, we finna do the thing. Here's what's funny. David in the Old Testament is a shadow of what Jesus is in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. The same type of team that David built was the team that Jesus built with individuals that were the flunkies that Calvin was talking about that nobody else would have ever thought to put on their squad. Here's what I want to leave you with. Do not discount anybody because you never know the blessing that they would be to you on the team that God is trying to put around you that will mean your success. That's my faith aspect to give to you guys. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. I, I normally close it out, but I'm going to go ahead. My thing is, is speaking about flunkies, you need to be that flunky that I was talking about and learn every aspect that you're looking for from other people. I, I see why I spoke about it earlier on when I went to school and my teacher, my professor called me that flunky, but yet it wasn't so, we don't like that word, but yet what my dad was doing was teaching me, when I would go back home, was teaching me every aspect of funeral and now it's I know how to I know what to expect not only do I know how to value those people that do each and every one I know what to expect because I've been there and when you know what to expect it's not that you're going to be cocky you're not going to settle for less than because you know how the job is supposed to be done and so when you do that not to be cocky, not to be mean, you know what to expect. And you know how your team is going to roll and perform at its highest peak. If anything, learn every aspect of what, 
what you're expecting and, and establishing it within yourself. If I will leave you with anything, and if you don't know how to do it, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> Ladies love Cal. Well, y'all, what episode have I not told people not to follow me? Come on, man. You knew it was coming. Uh, there's, there's it's not, it's clearly working. It's, it's clearly, clearly working. It's clearly working. And y'all ain't caught on to it yet. Clearly working. Clearly working. So as your motivational fella, your motivation of faith fun and motivation, I leave you with this. Your team is a trying to think of the word to say this your team is the best part of you and the reason why they are the best part of you is because they are individuals that are there to push you help pick you up when you are down they are there to pray for you they are there to to lift you up they are there to rejoice you. They are there to celebrate you. They are there to love on you when you feel unloved. They are there to lend a hand to help you when you need help. That, that's what a team does. A team does, won't let you down. Um, a team is individuals that were placed in your life for a reason or for a season. And I don't know anybody in my life that's not taught me a lesson or helped me get further in my life than where I thought I would be. Develop a team that you trust. Amen. That's what's up. So y'all, as we get up out of here, we just want to say thank each and every one of you guys thank for you. coming in here today. It's season two. We couldn't have made it through season one without you guys. Listen, if you're not following us on Facebook, Faith, Fun, and Motivation, you get to see the visual and the audio. We're on all of the podcast audios as well so you can listen to us on the car season one is already done this episode season two and follow each and every one of us on tiktok as well you got pastor ray motivational stella and of course none other yours truly your boy ladies love cap oh. and in all seriousness y'all be blessed y'all have a good one all right we gotta get us one of them backgrounds. I know, I know. I'm yes, you can oh god! This is just, oh my god, yes. Y'all see that? And y'all see that boy? How? Huh? Ain't it on point? What?